Hello and welcome to Shashin, a conversation about Japanese photography. I'm Giovanni, your host, and we are podcasting from Tokyo. This podcast is hosted by Fangoradio.com, and I'd like to take this time to thank them for the opportunity. I already have another show on Fangoradio.com called HATFCR. It's a monthly selection of electronic, experimental, and future hip hop music. This is the third episode of Shashin, and we will just continue listening my talk with Alberto Ferrero and the last part of Sean Lottman interview. A question from a friend the other day say, You do a podcast about photography? And he said, it's not photography something that you have to see with your eye. And I say, yeah, but that is, I think, only a part of photography. Because there is a, yeah. there is a concept that is behind the photographer. There is a story and there is this thing that I really care a lot. It's like narrative, like we were talking in the previous episode. Yeah. Yeah, na- narrative for me is really important. Uh, and I believe also for you, because we already talked about it, and I can see that, no, no, but I can see constantly, like even in your new Instagram account, I I can see a flow in what you're posting. Nice. How did you plan that? Did you make the, the list of the photo? On Not at all. No. Just I, I, actually, I actually saved all the photos from 2018. Uh-huh. And uh, every time I just check what's what would fit with the photos before. Okay. Yeah. So the I'm, only I'm relationship not... is the previous photo. Previous photo, maybe also some previous ones, but not really. Let's say uh, you know I always try to to combine things. I don't like to mm. put too much random stuff uh, yeah. together. Uh, so it might be that you know if some some picture are connected together, um, mm. the last one will also be connected somehow with the first one. So it's I think it's inevitable. Mm. Um, yeah. What were we talking about? I, I forget about it, but I think it's fine. Uh, yeah, because Not I the think narrative. like narrative. yeah the narrative. Like, if you look for it, I think you're gonna find it. Mm. And I think everyone have his own narrative. I don't know. Yeah, maybe also we talked about this b- before when you was preparing your book and you said that some people see things in your photo different from yours. Of course, everyone base. I don't even know how to explain it. Put it in Italian. <laughs> I don't even know in Italian. <laughs> but yeah, I think everyone sees something based on his own experience. So yeah. it's difficult to force a direction sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, but I think it's um, it's totally uh, worth like to. Um, I don't remember who was saying that, and this is a bad thing, not remembering the, the source, but um, someone was saying that, um, and I really feel bad because I don't remember the source, but uh, that the, the, the photographer puts the, you know, the 50% of, of um, the narrative of the, of the, the work, mm. and the other 50% it should be the viewer to put it, looking mm. at the photo, to, to get out like the the narrative or the, the meaning or the uh, the story behind. So it's not always that when you see a photo, it's immediate what has actually come out. And also you, like mm. a book, for example, you really need to work, I think, as a viewer to, yeah. to understand what actually is behind the photos and behind mm. the story and the experience of the author. Um, so it's not like I always think that if you really want to see my, my photos or other people's photos, you really have to, to focus. It's not, I always don't like when you know people take books and then they just look like this just yeah. to have a glimpse, you know, what is it? Because 
okay, you can understand what's the color on this book or what's uh, what's the main subject there, but you don't really like you know grasp like the the the, the meaning and the, the soul of the book, right? Yeah. So you don't understand anything, and you cannot judge it, right? As you say, you can judge a book from the cover. Yeah, yeah. Right? Uh, but yeah, I think it's very important to to work on it. Yeah, I agree. And this, what you just say, make me think two things. I was listening to a Italian podcast. They talk about art, and uh, one of the hosts is Bonami. He's a curator. I think it's from Firenze. But anyway, and it was they were talking about relational art, and he was saying any exhibition where I go and see and they need to explain me the exhibition, it's a failed exhibition. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I kind of agree. I not completely because I think sometimes the scope of the artist is more complicated and you cannot understand without an explanation. But I also yeah. agree that I want to experience myself. I don't want that someone show me the path. Sometimes I just want to watch yeah. something and come out with something. But this I think it's, um, I also agree, right? I also like that, mm. you know, when I see something, I come up with my own uh, interpretation and I, yeah. I fly on it and I'm actually very excited of what I see. But I had the, the chance some years ago to to be guided from one of the artists of an exhibition. Uh, it's a Dutch artist mm-hmm. um, from Form, um, uh, Netherlands. And they were, they built this exhibition in CEO Berlin, which is Center of Photography. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, he, so he, he had like part of the installation uh, there and uh, he was driving uh, around and showing and, and making me talk with the, with the artists at the opening, right? So it was mm-hmm. the first day. And I met all the artists that were doing installation there. And for some of the, of the uh, exhibition, or some of the, sorry, of the installations, mm-hmm. you could not ever understand what was happening. There was these photos of, for example, one example, there was these photos of landscapes in mm-hmm. black and white printed in the wall, beautiful, like, you know, very uh, wide photos, uh, probably six by 17, you know, this, this camera that does mm-hmm. like super wide. So beautiful, technically amazing made photos of just bunch of uh, soil, you know, dune, like bunch yeah. of soil. Right? So when they do like excavation works and like in a, between buildings, they, they were putting like this 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 uh, bunch of soil there, and he was taking this beautiful picture of them, right? So he had like I don't know twenty of these, yeah. all different, and all taken like in different parts of the country. So you you go there by yourself, and you you see at those, and you say, ah, uh, that's a good bunch of soil, you know, very well taken <laughs> photos and whatever. But then there was the guy, and was saying, mm. he entered into bio- biology, okay. The, is is a discussion because what he was doing he was basically uh taking the soil for every place that he was actually uh, shooting mm-hmm. uh, and he was with some uh, biological chemical reaction um inserted it in the silver molecules of the paper that he was okay. then printing it so basically you were seeing the photos uh, printed with parts of the soil you know mm-hmm. it's like it was this sort of thing that you need someone to tell you or you need yeah, to read yeah. it somewhere you will never know or there was another one that um based on a story that uh in this field there was like a bunch of ships and there was this uh this lightning and mm. this lightning killed a ship and on the skin this ship reported uh mm. the image of the house because of of some you know oh, wow. some optical reaction, yeah. so uh, the the picture of, of the house got printed into into the the ship's skin. So he did an installation uh, about this this uh, event, and he printed some stuff in in, mm. uh, in 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 like animal skin and stuff. Or another one that uh, then then it's over. <laughs> 
It's interesting. Please <laughs> keep. Another one was like um, uh, in in US there were there was like this scandal because in this um, river it was so polluted that uh, people couldn't drink the water of course and so it was so polluted nobody was doing anything so this artist what he did he printed uh, some photos with this water. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he developed them and he printed them and the photos got like super crazy weird color shapes mm-hmm. and making like gigantic prints about the water of course yeah. the, the waterfalls or something he was showing like look this is like the normal procedure this should be like a photo i, I did a photo no, uh, like it should come out normally and it mm-hmm. came out with all these crazy color stripes and this is the pollution, you know, this is the shit that is in, like, in the water. So, but, you know, you need someone to tell you about yeah, these things. Yeah. I understand. But, like, for example, of the last two projects sound interesting, but the soy one, <laughs> isn't, isn't that masturbation? Because it's like, where's yeah, the artistic it, volume what you're doing? Yeah, it's you made the process, but, the, of course, this is my yeah. personal Judge. This is your, your, your personal taste. Or... Sorry, soil boy. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it's uh, you, you should see these photos. I mean, they're yeah, very yeah, well. I understand, of course. I'm just trying and there to were all, these, all these things about these different browns so on, the, on, the, on the monochromes. It was really, really impressive. Yeah. yeah but of course. Yeah, yeah. Mm, I, I think that there is that risk, though. Because sometimes you see some stuff and you say, okay, yeah, why? But all the time you see really simple stuff. What was the last thing I was quite impressed? And it was just a silly thing. It was a white canvas. In front of the white canvas, there was a huge rock. Mm -hmm. And I was there like half an hour in front of these. And I was thinking, is the rock look in the canvas? Is the rock come out of the canvas? I don't know. It, I had a bunch of questions. And at the end, it's like, I don't know. It's like, I was another famous one, that Mexican one, Roxcock, I think, a Venice Biennale. He put a shoebox, an empty shoebox. Uh-huh. <laughs> and that was his, his installation. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, so I think sometimes if the idea is weird, there is a deep meaning behind it. Sometimes it's just it's just a style. Is it Chichi Distille? I don't know how to say in in English. Style exercise. Yeah. yeah. We talk a lot about Daido Moriyama. Eh? He would be happy about us. <laughs> yeah, Daido. But one thing I want to say, well, I have one question. Yes, I don't want to sound disrespectful, but I saw recently two exhibitions, one big one in the Tokyo Museum of Photography and one here nearby. And there was the old photos, the film photography, that was amazing. And then the most recent photos with the digital, mm, not so amazing. It's like I don't see anything. So I start to think, do you think there's a possibility that one artist, one photographer who based in aesthetic on film photography, because at the end he was shooting, he was developing, it's kind of like you, and he, my understanding is develop a process to have that kind look. And when you lose that, you kind of get lost in the media. Yeah, but um, whatever things is is using, you know, you 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 are yourself, and you're saying, okay, now I'm using a digital camera, and uh, do I think that these photos are good enough, or they tell a story? Mm-hmm. Are these photos um, so with with whatever camera he shoot the things, even if he was painting something, or he was doing something else that is not photography, he signed off this works. So. You know, whatever technique he uses, he said, "This is my work. I approve it, and I put it there, and I, you know, I I, I respect that." So, 
I don't really think that um, probably because maybe us we are more attached to the to yeah. the um, to the to the aesthetic of the of these photos and we, we kind of loses we kind of lost like yeah. this this aesthetic and we are like hmm actually you know I miss this aesthetic but probably these new photos are still like saying what it was saying in, in, uh, in the 80s but with a different aesthetics so he's probably you know follow following the times he was probably um, but I don't know um, this is no, the no, but, uh, why you were saying it I was thinking the same that's probably my preconcept of like one be attached to his previous aesthetic yeah and and also I don't know somehow I had these thoughts that it's yeah or maybe it's what I'm afraid of like to get lost in the digital media and I don't know yeah but I agree what you said surely if he signed that he confident that that is his work so but you should digital right also yeah I do and what do you what do you think about the two different things so when you should digital, uh, you try to find uh, analog uh, aesthetic, or you? Or no, not? Uh, it's a good question. So I start actually. I restart shooting film just two years ago. And before I had a digital camera, but it was too big, so I wasn't shooting anymore. Actually, so I sold the camera and I bought a bicycle. <laughs> and then I uh, I didn't have a camera for maybe six months, and but I was dying, so I started to look and I buy a Fuji. And mm-hmm. actually, I was super glad because I understood uh, also part of the reason why I was uh, shooting was the experience of the shooting. So the Fuji is like most similar to a analog camera because everything is manual. Yeah. And I love shooting, but it was a process because I shoot too much and I don't like that. Mm. But why I shoot film and digital, I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. I still didn't have, I'm too young <laughs> as a photographer. <laughs> uh, for me, it's like pure, merely, for me, it's like not the question of mm. shooting analog or digital. For me, it's the question of shooting black and white, analog, mm. or color, digital and analog. Yeah. Because for me, for me lately, um, I'm also shooting some, some films in, uh, in color, mm. but I have the same, the same results as with digital. So I don't, mm. apart from what I said before, right? Apart from um, if I have the Rico, for example, I shoot yeah. too much, like target, uh, but Apart from that, the results itself, like of the the, the pictures, is the same. Mm. Just that the analog one has a uh, little bit more of you know dreaming looking, yeah. or which is actually nice as aesthetic, but not um, essential, you know. But black and white, of course, is totally another word for me. Yeah, like printing and uh, uh, developing and deciding all the things mm. and doing the masks and doing the edits in the in the printing. This is like. Uh, almost another world and because I can't print in color yet mm. I would probably uh, probably I found a, another lab mm. and um, don't know finger crossed but uh, it looks nice and yeah yeah it's what Sean it's one person thing that I'm telling you <laughs> <laughs> and there's a hookup is like what Sean doing Sean is printing color yeah. and doing yeah. all this crazy stuff on yeah, his painting process. Yeah. So I think he don't feel to completely... Yeah, actually, I was thinking, last week I was talking to a friend how I still didn't find a color film that I like, and I'm basically ready to give up on that and just shoot film. Yeah. I'm going to shoot what I learned from you, HP5 plus yes. 2. That is a... From you, I got it, and and I love that. I love because first of all, give it a chance of shooting in any kind of light situation, 
And uh, yeah, I don't know. Color doesn't so satisfy. And uh, digital black and white doesn't make any sense, at least for me. Oh, yeah. I I would prefer to to put my my foot into (laughs) (laughs) somewhere dirty but um, yeah I mean the HP5 push is is always nice because even if you do a mistake it's a nice mistake right so it's yeah of course if you you know if you don't take a picture that you want it's a mistake it's shit but you know Mm. if you look at the mistake you're like I can actually take out something from the mistake Um, yeah 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 you don't shoot digital, right? Except like your commercial work. I shoot uh, the commercial only digital. Yeah, like, of course. A lot of Photoshop, like crazy. Um, and then no, I don't shoot digital. Last time I shoot digital in the street, it was you know with this Rico, and mm-hmm. um, I was. I think the last time was three years ago that I brought it uh, for. Um, for the sex parade here in Berlin, yeah. and I was like, okay, I have the Muji on one side, and then I have the Rico. So you know, probably use the Rico. I mm-hmm. took like ten pictures with the Rico, and I was like, what is crap? <laughs> <laughs> I just shot like eight films so, with the Muji, yeah. the MJU, too. and I was like, this is another. And I got like amazing photos. Mm. And then I think from that time, I didn't shoot these anymore. I mean, we were taking these videos in uh, in Tokyo, remember? Yeah, yeah. Monochrome videos. Yeah, that was basically it. Yeah. Yeah, because the digital at the end is, it is convenient because it's not expensive because you don't need to buy the film, you don't need to develop, you don't need to scan. But yeah. at the same time, you have this freedom to shoot whatever you want. And I don't think this sometimes this is good. So I try to approach when I shoot the digital to be more loud, like shoot. But I think at the same time, yeah, you know, (laughs) I saw people doing this kind of thing. But but also I don't agree with the people say, ah, when I do street photography with the digital, I don't look at the photo until go home. Why? You know, so shoot film. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I don't believe yeah, all yeah. this restriction. Yeah. I don't know. Sometimes I also thought that the restrictions uh, for me, for example, were mm. helpful. I mean, talking for me, the restrictions were, were very nice to be able to not look at the photos mm. because I really I didn't lose time on looking at the photo and, mm-hmm. and I'm thinking, what the fuck I'm doing? I just didn't know what I was doing. So I brought a little kid just to, to see if the camera was working, but not to see mm-hmm. where I was going with my photos. So I just lived it completely. Mm-hmm. And this is, you know, it's a restriction that I gave myself, but also, you know, mm-hmm. the camera gives me. And I really enjoyed it. I think my work would be so much different if I had a digital camera. Yeah. Maybe better, maybe worse, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know, actually. Nobody will know. Mm. For sure, I will enjoy less, mm. I think. Yeah, the experience but of shooting is totally different. Enjoying is a very good part of the, the process. Yeah, Otherwise, cool. Yeah, Let's wrap it up. Yes. So, let's... Yeah, one hour. Of time. Of huh? nothing. <laughs> what time is it there? What time is there? Eleven. 11. Yeah, and someone is looking at me with bad eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Alberto, thank you as usual. Yeah, uh, it's a pleasure. I, put, I, I think now is your, you are a co-host. You're not just... <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I think the... I, think I don't the know. Home. I don't want to put too much things in there. Please decide freely. <laughs> No, no, but for me it's super nice it's like you know I don't you know I also it, it's nice in general I don't want to say anything <laughs> no <Yeah>. please say <laughs> I mean I would I would call you anyway and just you know yeah I know I know yeah so yeah. it's just a matter of uh, recording it 
Yeah, I need to start to have these episodes, two hours episodes, because now it's a me and you one hour, and then I probably I will edit shorter. Then there is a one hour and a half of Sean Lottman. Nice. Yeah, it's super cool. Maybe I will split the things. Maybe I will do two episodes, so we don't need to talk next time. Alberto, thanks a lot. Hey, uh, have a nice rest and uh, ciao. Yes, you too. Bye bye. Ciao. <laughs> It's what yeah. I keep telling everyone. It's like it's like when the Second World War finished, everyone was like, "Yeah, let's live the yeah. life." So yeah. I hope is what it's gonna happen to us soon. I I think so. I've been reading some really positive articles that make mm. me feel better about like you know how there's going to be this collective sigh of relief when mm. we're able to kind of move on and and take off our masks and like you know. Enjoy a, uh, a enjoy a, a, a lunch with inside a restaurant with friends and not yeah. worry about hey, is this right or wrong or I shouldn't be here. You know, it's going to feel yeah. great. But, yeah, I don't know about you, but I think about everyone. This happened that my perspective shifted so much, and like I'm consuming so I'm buying so less. St- I know it's not good for the economy, <laughs> yeah. but like. Yeah. Yeah, the, the, no, my priority really shifted so I'm, yeah. I want to take care of myself my mental health so yeah. how are you doing that with taking care uh, <laughs> it was tough at the beginning because like when the um, pandemic hit well, I lost all my work like yeah. instantly yeah same and, here yeah. and until five months later then I start to work again yeah yeah that five months was tough like You're design, I lost dis- my sleep design work and stuff yeah yeah, yeah. I do projection mapping so I work yeah. with video mostly yeah uh, yeah it was hell yeah mm. yeah I'm sure yeah but like cooking and also I take photographs so I try when there's less people just walk around so that helped me a lot and you started the zine too around yeah, yeah, the summer, yeah, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I oh, already no, no, started no, no. before. Before, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. because I remember I was doing the thing with Alberto right when the thing yeah. started. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so oh, you yes, started last year. Right. Yes, That's right. Because actually, I delayed the printing of your zine because of the pandemic. Yeah, I couldn't mail anything to the states. Yeah, yeah. That was frustrating. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I'm well, I'm glad that you know, for you, like you had to turn around in the summer and uh, yeah. you didn't go completely crazy. No, almost, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's I tough. hear you though, like, I've had to, like, yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, like for me, the having a you, you don't have a kid, right? No, no, yeah, so having a kid, it's like you know, you're it's kind of a you know it's good and bad like you're you're mm. just you don't have enough time to for yourself when you have a kid because you have to take care of yeah the you know I, my kid was five when he just turned five when basically everything started changing and he was out of school for four months so i i really didn't have time for myself until until about july and i um uh, so we were like, uh, you know, I had to take care of him, but instead of like, I thought, okay, I, I need my, my me time, but just like having to keep him happy, yeah. we got into all this stuff that, um, and bonded in a way mm-hmm. that uh, made it easier, I think, you know, gave meaning at least, you know, through these, the, those, that tough, that really tough spring last year. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, um, and yeah, we were we were at the closest we've ever been. Now he's been back at school mm. since uh, since like August, and yeah, now he's more you know like whatever, Papa. <laughs> 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 uh, but uh, yeah, we still have some good moments now and then, and uh, yeah, it's, it's it's fun. But you know, it's like I worry about like you know like I can wear my mask yeah, everywhere and you know mm. and, and be careful. But like asking him to wear it, he's like. Uh, you know, he puts it over his eye, you know, eyes yeah. or his head, and he's just playing around. And 
it's like, okay, yeah, I, I, it's probably fine, but you know, I, I read that scientists were saying the variants are more contagious with kids. And like, you know, like I just, you know, like, let's, not, let's avoid this, uh, this hassle of getting sick, you know, but yeah, um, yeah you know, yeah, yeah. So, but him going back to school, when he got back to school, I started yeah. printing like crazy with my time um, since I didn't have to worry about, I mean, about, yeah. like, well, I worried about work, um, but I didn't have to worry about the everyday thing of you know, you know, managing the business. So I just like threw myself into printing, yeah, and uh, yeah, really experimented with with printing techniques, and it was it was a very fulfilling summer mm. um, uh, of of making prints. So, do yeah. you own a darkroom? My wife, uh, uh, Ariko, she's a photographer too. And okay. She built she built the dark room oh, in wow. 2008 uh, when we were still living in Tokyo next door mm -hmm. to her family restaurant. So she's running a, so she has oh, a, a cool. soba restaurant that goes back to the 15th century. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it might be one of the oldest restaurants in the world. And wow. uh, yeah, so interesting family, a popular restaurant. She's being interviewed by David Chang soon. Oh. Um, the it's great food. I mean, they've you know they've had centuries to perfect their recipes yeah. and stuff. But um, uh, so she, but she's been really busy with you know. Obviously, she's had uh, she's had to worry about the the business with the pandemic, and yeah, yeah. Um, uh, she doesn't have as much time for photography as she would like. Um, mm. But she put out a uh, a book that was really um it was really beautiful um about these icelandic twins have you seen it no 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 no, no? Uh, but i i, I want to check it it's called eagle and raven and she she shot these twins for hmm. 10 years um oh, between wow. the ages of 7 and 17 she would go to iceland every summer and photograph them as they grew into a into woman and they were into ballet and the photos are quite surreal um because mm. of these you know this like this beautiful nordic yeah. interior design with these kind of mysterious token-ish uh landscapes of iceland mm. and uh uh yeah she just published the she finished the project in 2017 and published with aka aka um, mm -hmm. in 2020 at the beginning of 2020 and um, yeah so that book that book looked really beautiful too she's kind of my my mentor my sensei in mm. photography since she'd been doing it for 20 years okay uh, yeah I mean uh, when we met she'd been um, she'd gone to art school in New York and she mm -hmm. she'd been living in New York for five six years she'd just moved back to Japan and she worked as a photographer in Tokyo before mm. taking over the family business so so you moved back to kyoto because of the family business exactly yeah mm. she took over yeah and so I, we moved back in in 2011 mm. no because yeah. i i was i had a work in kyoto a few years ago so i had to come like so many times and I love Kyoto. I love the atmosphere because yeah. it reminds me of my hometown. So yeah. there's so many similarities. Also, right? how the people feel about them town. They think that's the best town in the world. Yeah, they're snobs, right? Yeah, <laughs> and we are, you know, because if you talk to any Firenze native, they will say, "Yeah, this is the best town in the world." What are you talking about? <laughs> so I was exactly. always thinking, how is I would love to live in Kyoto. I think. Yeah. It's a smaller dimension, but it's such a nice atmosphere. I mean, you work for yourself, right? And, yeah. Uh, so you work with clients. And, yeah. And yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you guys could. Is your, where's your wife from? Uh, from Tokyo. Oh, she's from Tokyo. Yeah. Okay. Would she want um, to live here? Me, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> Too provincial here? <laughs> yeah. It's difficult because uh, we work together. We have yeah. the agency together, and uh, our main client, everyone is from Tokyo. So yeah, it's kind of tough. It's, yeah. I don't know. Who knows? I would love uh, to live in Kamakura so, also. It's not so far. Actually, a lot of friends of ours have been moving to Kamakura as mm. well, and uh, Zushi. And uh, yeah, it's nice there. Yeah, last yeah. time too, we 
went as a family to Tokyo a few years ago. Yeah, we spent a bit of time there, and uh, it's 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 nice. It's really nice out there. I always like Kamakura. Yeah, so, it is a nice you're place. In, where are you in Tokyo? In Ikebukuro. Ikebukuro. Okay. Yeah. You're the you're the main station, or yeah, yeah, near like one one stop from Ikebukuro. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 We used to live in uh, in Meguro. Okay. You know the Hinomaru Driving School? Oh yes, yes. Yeah, yes, we lived yes. across the street from that. Oh, okay. So, yeah, that, it looks like the Hinomaru looks like that Death Star with the massive <laughs> sun coming out of it. Uh, but it was great because it was a five-minute walk from the Shabi yeah. from the Bijutsukan for photography, and so I man, I used to go to all the exhibitions back in the day, and uh, mm. you know the bookshop was okay. But like it was, it was, it was good selection. I mean, and then they renovated for two years or something. Mm. Um, that, that was after we yeah, were, yeah. Um, But uh, yeah, having that nearby was just was just great mm. to see. Shows. No, I have to say, I so I always shoot photos in my life, but I never do like consistently. And I start you know, a couple of years ago, like more being more consistent. Yeah. And yeah, Tokyo is fantastic for that point of view. Like gears and film and exhibition constantly. I was yesterday I checked three exhibitions and yeah, it's a nice oh, three exhibitions. Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah, because around, you know, the Shinjuku Sanchomeda is like Place M oh. and the yeah. Totem Pole and the Olympus. Gallery. Are you friends with yeah. uh with the with uh, the gallery John. owners here? John, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. John seems yeah. like a really. I've met John personally. He seems like a really nice guy, and I I really like his enthusiasm for. Yeah, he is nice. Yeah, and he's super knowledgeable and he's passionate about it. So totally. Yeah, I get that. I get that feeling. He puts a lot of time into yeah. like not just um, photo books and legends that he likes, but like um, up and coming photographers. Yeah. Yeah, I just yeah. saw like, some photographer place him yesterday. He was yeah. at. How is it, Kyoto? Yeah. There's a lot of photographer there. Yeah, there's you know we have Kyoto Graphy, which is like a big mm. photo. Oh uh, yes, of festival. course. So that's the best time for for exhibitions, and um, I'm I'm friends with the organizers. They're, yeah. they're really nice people. The, uh, the shows are great because they're you know they're in beautiful. Um, Michia or like you know they they'll repurpose um, uh, the uh, the freezer of a fish factory mm. to be a exhibition room. The Kyoto Shinbun, the printing press, is yeah. just like a down the street, like a two minute walk. And that that building, um, they've done some amazing. Um, exhibitions because they moved the the printing to the suburbs of, of the city, mm. and so the the festival organizers have repurposed that as, as like this with really beautiful shows, you know, utilizing the space and the, the old machines that they have there. Um, that's definitely like the best time to be in Kyoto because it's also in April May. And so the mm. weather's great. And there's, in addition to the main program of 18 exhibitions, there's like yeah. 50, 60 satellite exhibitions, including this old elementary school where they they have like 12, um, like, like 12 exhibitions, and mm. uh, you can go from classroom to classroom, and you know just you know you're they, they really use the space well. It's not just about the pictures, but they mm. use uh, videos and. And objects as well. Mm. So, do you go to? Uh, do you know Yumigoto? Do you go to? Uh, to have you been sure. to her kind of photography dojo? No, no. I've never been. Oh, she's great. Um, the Reminders Stronghold. Um, mm. So she runs uh, bookmaking workshops in oh. in Tokyo. Oh, and, I'll check uh, for sure. Yeah, mm. she's got a great. She has a great uh, library there and um most of the books are uh the, the books are just so beautiful they're mm. they're handmade limited editions um the the a lot of the artists uh you know um a lot of artists both japanese and international they do the, the mm -hmm. bookmaking classes with her i've done two with in the 
in the class um, with the visiting instructors from Holland. Mm -hmm. And um, I mean, I didn't go to art school. So for, mm. you know, for me, this was like, this was like, you know, man, I wish I'd gone to art school because it was so fun. Like mm. making yeah, stuff and like... collaborating and listening to other students and just like, you know, going out to eat and drinking beer till midnight and talking yeah. life and pictures and stuff. It was so great. And, um, yeah, I you know, I was happy to see that she's restarting mm. the workshop yeah, this spring um, with uh, one of the instructors. So, yeah, the books, the books are just so beautiful. So if you can make it there, it's really yeah, worth yeah, it. I, I we definitely we also because let's say in in the future of like zero feedback, I'm seeing also start to print books actually okay yeah we start talk with alberto uh, maybe it would be the first book oh super and oh, that's uh, great. yeah i hope so and uh, actually i found a really nice company here in tokyo that do a book binding and they have amazing stuff so i wanna mm. have a nice object because n now because of the budget that zine i'm printing like digitally yeah and yeah, I mean, I'm glad, like price quality, but I wanna be, I wanna improve the quality yeah. of the publication. Yeah, the zine I think is a great idea, and I think it'd be great if you can continue doing that. Yeah, as well as like producing books eventually, if you can move yeah. into that. Yeah, I, you know, I love, I love the concept because I'm a huge, um, mm. exquisite corpse, yeah, uh, fan. Um, lots of good memories. Um, yeah, you know, like me, you know, meeting people on the road and like introducing them to the game and and, and oh, okay, just, wow. Yeah, with like writing the text out. Like, yeah, once I learned that game, I was like, all right, I'm hooked. And I, you know, my my sister taught me that, that you can do it with text or, or drawing. Yeah. yeah, you know, I've always done it with text with people, but like you know, to conceive of the idea of a, a conversation between photographers, mm. like to you know, it's it's yeah, it's kind of like a, it's it's like a it's like a visual surrealist poem. So mm. you know, yeah, yeah, because as we were talking with Alberto in the in the previous episode, the so I know all the zine that are being now compiled and I see this pattern where the two photographers they're kind of shy at the beginning and yeah. then the conversation blossom and also I felt with you and Alberto there's a this yeah kind of timid start and then it's like phew, blossom yeah. completely it was amazing actually I yeah, enjoyed I so much yeah, yeah. I looked at it again this morning just to refresh, and then I, I, I started remembering like getting the images from Alberto. And I'm like, okay, all right. Yeah. <laughs> what do I do now? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it was interesting that he he told me that like the banana in the camera. I, yeah. I was thinking, why the fuck you have the photos? That's an amazing. Transition. And he said, no, I made it for the zine. Yeah, I know. I, I, I listened to you guys, and I was like, uh, "Yeah, it was oh, incredible." That's, good. that's 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 very proactive. Taking the yeah, initiative. Right? Good job, Alberto. Yeah, like not having anything in the archives and just like going for it. I really like the one he did too. Um, when I I put the photo of my friend in Tokyo, and you can oh yeah, really blurry, and his teeth look really strange, <laughs> and then he has that photo of two young people looking yeah. at an app of all the strange mouths and the mouths look just like my friend's mouth right yeah. so <laughs> yeah and the backstory of that because i also i was curious i said well, why they were looking at mouth and basically he i think he was at the shooting and the model i don't know from which country she was and she was saying in a country everyone get the teeth, new teeth and he was showing to the other model the teeth and he oh just snapped the photo. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of uh, project would you guys do with uh, with Alberto? Are you, is it still secret right now? Or yeah, we didn't even start to talk about it. Okay. it uh, it's I'm just excited. because also with Alberto, it's a. I met him actually one day in Tokyo. Actually, okay. was yeah, it was a weird thing. I knew he was in Tokyo through a friend. He said, "Oh, there is this guy doing this project." 
and I was in London, and I was in London in a shop buying sunglasses for the birthday of my wife, and somehow the guy knew Alberto. And this is in, Lon in London, you said? Yeah, I was in London in a shop. Yeah. I was okay. paying, and I was buying the gift card, and yeah. I gave it, we were speaking in English, and I gave it the name, and he said, oh, are you Italian? Oh, yeah, me too. And we started talking Italian. And then I yeah. gave a credit card, and he said the option yen or pound. And he said, why yen? I said, yeah, because I live in Tokyo. He said, no way, my friend is in there. And that was Alberto. Yeah. Wow. And when I back to Tokyo, I had this dinner, and there was Alberto. And I said, you know, I met this guy. It's kind of unbelievable. And then we just became friends. That's great. Yeah, yeah I, I feel like that's very 21st century. How we, yeah. like, you you had one dinner with him. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've had, like, I've developed some really strong friendships with with, with uh, people, with folks who I've met, mm. like, just a couple times. Yeah. So we talk often, uh, we email or we know each other's work and respect it. And yeah, just, yeah, uh, I feel like I communicate with, with them better than people I've known for years. Yeah. You know, because of just, we're on the same trajectory, maybe, yeah. you know? Yeah, I mean, it'd be fun hanging out with you guys, you know? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> man, I hope it's gonna happen soon. <laughs> I'm sure Alberto wants to come back here too. He, he yeah, does, he wants. He does so well in Japan, so. Yeah, yeah, I think so, I think so. Yeah. yeah. I haven't seen him in so long, because I met him in Firenze last time I was there. Yeah, maybe more than one year and a half ago. Oh, God. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, probably. Yeah, it's been some time. <laughs> so, yeah. and also I noticed you are a member of a collective? Yeah, yeah. And the last waves. It's um, it's something recent kind of, or it's a long thing? Uh, it's been a few years. We're so casual about it. Like, mm. um, we've actually, we've... It's uh, it's seven seven of us. It's seven guys. Yeah. We need to like get a girl in. <laughs> we're <laughs> yeah. just so bad at taking initiatives. <laughs> um, we're so slow. Uh, it's uh, let's see. There's um, I'm an American. There's one, two, I think, two Americans, one Canadian, um, one Japanese, one Singapore guy, mm. and then two British guys. Mm -hmm. And um, they're all talented. Uh, they all have their we all have our own way of doing things. Some of us are black and white, some of us are yeah. color. Um, yeah, good guys. We, we often, we have, you know, we, like, we have a, uh, a channel where we're talking to each other on, uh, I mean, a uh, group email and on Instagram. But, um, and uh, I organized, I said, okay, we got to put out a zine, you know, like a collective zine. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I got all the pictures from the guys and I edited the a layout together. Yeah, you know, with like each person kind of you know trying to tell a story with it. Mm -hmm. And I got it back to Matt Martin, who is, is endless proof on Instagram, and he uh, he's he's really good at, at design and tech stuff. Yeah. And he um, he put it together in a PDF, and then like the pandemic hit, and. Yeah with like mail mailing like posting like such a, a chore like uh we just haven't put it out yet and um i yeah so it's kind of it's it's like it's in the desk drawer kind of you know so mm. to speak right so we'll get it out someday um we did some shows together in the past yeah korea um josh uh white uh mm -hmm. he's really good at organizing like mm. shows in korea so he's done some stuff there but uh yeah i mean just miss hanging out with those guys and, yeah yeah they are so only few of them live in japan right so yeah junku, like contact. do you know junku you know his work junku no. nishimura oh yes 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 of course yeah yeah yeah, yeah oh yeah. okay Junko is oh. one of the guys. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, so Junko's in Japan and me. I think we're the only ones in Japan. Mm. And uh, Junko's fun if you ever get to meet him. He's yeah, great. I, I, I will. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But you got, yeah, you know, it's like 
man it's a lot of drinking <laughs> he's a tough cookie man yeah, yeah. we had uh so I, last time i saw him um my, i brought my son down to his farm mm. in yakushima uh not yakushima and uh, yamaguchi and uh yeah we had a blast doing uh we were like uh hitting snack bars and singing karaoke <laughs> with you know obachans yeah so pretty late my son was like you know let's get to yeah. bed papa. Yeah, of course <laughs> but we had a great time i, I miss junku yeah he's a great he's, he's a great black and white photographer mm. he'd be great yeah. for the uh the zine i think yeah yeah um, let's talk about it later yeah you should, you should yeah. look him up one of yeah, the yeah. other uh yeah because now that the the future of the zine is uh in my mind was like i would do one year 12 numbers and that's it but i think i'm gonna keep on yeah because yeah. it's an endless project basically yeah it, i mean there's just yeah i mean it's always going to be different and yeah you're gonna be like kind of a different yeah. story progressing yeah. I mean, but yeah. because I've, yeah. i'm sure that if you alberto now do a new one it's gonna be a different mood different stories probably because your Absolutely. mood is different yeah exactly mm. yeah i'd love to do it another one with Alberto, yeah so. no no we talk about it and actually we will <laughs> <laughs> i want super man yeah well when you're ready the new one looks really good i saw like a, a uh the spread of the the fireworks and that the glow oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. that yeah. look that's a really nice kind of connection so yeah it was actually um yeah. i was surprised because they are really graphical as an image uh, i was a little bit afraid of it's gonna be too much literal but actually not at all it's kind mm. of exciting there's a three or four passages it's like oh wow yeah yeah yeah, yeah that's great yeah, yeah. It's it's a lot of fun actually for me, mm. and then like I lay down the concept, I lay down the graphic, and now I'm just contacting photographer and said, "Do you want to do it? Yeah, yeah. let's do yeah. it." <laughs> well, if you need me to put you in touch with anybody that yes, I know, yes, yes, please. Like, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, let's Let me talk know. about it. Yeah, I'm happy to help. Yeah, so. man. No, actually, I need to thank you first of all for participating. I didn't oh, think pleasure. you will accept it, but. <laughs> oh, no, of course I would. <laughs> you know. No, it's good to uh, it's good to accept invitations, you know, and, you know, um, when you get them, and and uh, I think that um, yeah, I love the concept yeah. know, already, so, as you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also for me, actually, corpse was like part of my teenage year because we used to play with my parents at the when we go the seaside holiday with the text mostly. Who, who taught you that was your older brother? I think my, no, my, my father, my mother, I, but I don't remember who. Are they in the arts too? Mm, my father was doing photography when he was younger and he used to print in home. So I remember when I was a child doing the dark room and this kind of thing. Yeah. And my mind wow. is a hobbyist painter, but just hobby. Yeah. Mm. yeah, but they, but you're probably from your dad, you learned the game. Yeah. yeah 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 it's it's surprisingly not as well known as you would think like, yeah yeah it's such, such a, a fun it's a great it beats jenga you know yeah <laughs> it's I like agree. bar games go you know so yeah just that that moment where you unroll the paper yeah start <laughs> reading uh, <laughs> it's just just hysterical yeah know? it is it is yeah there is some pretty weird stuff coming out oh man it's yeah. it's really funny <laughs> yeah it would be yeah. nice if i kept that paper actually oh yeah yeah, yeah it's, it's lost you think yeah yeah not in the I think attic you just finish and throw it away oh yeah no i yeah. i think i've got i've got a lot of them like when we finished the game oh, I'd be like, cool i would sneak the page and put it in my pocket oh man cool that's so yeah cool. i've got i think i've got about 10, 12, maybe 20 even, uh, like really messy looking folded up paper, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, crinkled, crinkled Oh papers. man, that's so cool. Three, four different it. kinds of penmanship of, of people who participated huh. and like sometimes some of, a lot of them are just strangers basically. We met one night and just did the game and you yeah. know, some, some, uh, 
some cafe in India or something, you know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Man, so cool talking to you, Sean. Yeah, yeah. I'd look forward to meeting you in real life, you know. Yeah, me too. Uh, when uh, I come to Tokyo, I'll, I'll let you know. Maybe we can grab mm. a coffee or a, a street beer or something. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and same if you come to Kyoto. You got to just let yes, me know. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Do you know when you may come to Tokyo? I might come in April for the okay. printing of the book, the new book, because just to you know just to make sure the colors look yeah, yeah, yeah. you know uh as as you know yeah, I, yeah. it's just such a nervous thing for me like i just it's like a book and it's it's um when it's printed that's it you know so yeah, i know i know i, I actually I, uh, have a huge stress because i cannot do print proofing because of the budget yeah. So all the time I'm like, okay, what, <laughs> yes. what's gonna happen? <laughs> I I printed uh, I printed Sunlanders in Bolzano. In, okay. Uh, in Northern, in Northern oh. Italy. Yeah, there's a great printer there that uh, they do a lot of photo books, but their 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 big contract is the um, the the football cards. Oh, for, Panini. Yeah, Panini. Yeah. Okay. So the, oh so wow. That's their, that's their bread and butter. But they did, you know, a lot of publishers use this uh, this printer. It's in the it's in the it's like the outskirts of Bolzano. So when I printed Sunlanders, I um, I took the tra uh, train from Munich, uh, visited uh, Innsbruck, walked around the mountains, yeah. and got to Bolzano, and spent a couple of days there with my um, my publisher, and um, you know just reviewed the papers. And it's such an exciting feeling when. You know, you're. They do the test, and the paper's coming through the machine. It was a ten-tone machine, so the paper wow. goes has ten. The machine is ten different yeah. colors, and then you see it, and then it's like you got to sign off on the paper. You know, yeah. each um, yeah, 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 paper because yeah. yeah. it's your responsibility if the yeah. color <laughs> you don't like the colors later, and just like signing off, it was just so exciting and so so nervous like, okay. it's, was it's, the it's, publisher Italian as well or? the publisher was from London okay uh, BMO Jake is based in London yeah uh, um, yeah I mean small outfit but the guy is super passionate about yeah. uh, photo books and makes really beautiful books it's, it's I mean for photo book publishers too it's been a tough year you know yeah. like um, a lot of photo book publishers are smaller outfits so they don't have um you know they and it's a it's not a big revenue business i mean no. you're making an addition of 500 or 100 to 500 usually yeah and uh you, you know your costs are, are pretty high so yeah. you have and then you have postage so your your take home is not very high you need a supplementary work to to fund but you know so like i know you know, there's some small publishers that, yeah, they've had to cut back or hold back since the pandemic started. And people aren't, you know, like a photo book's not going to feed your family. So feed no, your soul, exactly. yeah. <laughs> you know, maybe. But um, yeah, I, I've, I've, yeah, I've cut back on my photo book buying. I'm still buying them, but it's like, uh, and, you know, supporting friends here and there. And, but it's, yeah. uh, it's, it's, uh, yeah, I'm, ho I'm looking forward to being able to like, really get back into it. I mean, I'm not even going to bookshops very often. I, I miss that, you know, going to a bookshop and, and just browsing and, you know, finding yeah. some books. We have a few good ones here in Kyoto. There's one that's just terrific that um, uh, the guy has just classical music on. It's just a small tatami room <laughs> and it's floor to ceiling of all photo books. A lot of them are from the 70s yeah. 60s 70s and 80s oh, collector's editions like you can just pull out like, like I remember the first time I was there I, I found um, Ed van der Elksen's um, Tokyo book from 1988 and uh, it was signed and I'm like I gotta buy this and it was like I thought it was 8,000 yen yeah, and then it was 80,000. 80, <laughs> you know, uh, I can't believe I'm even holding this book and I'm not wearing gloves or anything. You know, like, you know, I'm going to pass. I don't have 80,000. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I would love to. It's a beautiful book. And um, obviously, it's, it's, it's rare and probably worth that. And we'll 
you know, photo books are like investments. I, I think, you know, mm-hmm. like they, you make a small addition, they sell out and they become collector's items, especially when photographers start to, you know, take off or yeah. develop reputations. So, you know, to all those listening, you know, um, buy your foot but support your local yeah true please buy yeah i forget please buy the books and yeah, let's please say buy, please buy books please buy my photo books. yeah 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 let's uh, let's say your website address is seanlotman.com yeah i need to yeah. revise it soon and um i'm sean lotman at instagram so yeah please buy his book <laughs> and the zine but his books before please. yeah the zine too get this get support the zine. us guys we are yeah, doing for the, you get the zine i did with uh with alberto yeah, yeah so it's fun it's cool so, yeah Sean, don't call out it was really nice talking to you yeah yeah it was my pleasure so yeah, i look i look i look forward to the to the uh, podcast although I'm not sure I, I can listen to myself <laughs> <laughs> yeah what's for me starting this podcast is a really nice experience because I can deepen in subject that before I just scratch the surface yeah, uh, yeah. yeah it's cool actually yeah well I'm well I'm, I appreciate you inviting me to do it and, no thank uh, you thank you thank you Gio thank okay. you have a nice day you too take care bye bye bye